Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. So welcome. It is Father's Day, right? All right. So um, pastor asked me a month or so ago to speak, and I said, yes, you can't tell pastor no, right? <laughs> He's in charge. So um, just to kind of give you guys a little bit of background, my wife and I, we've been coming to this church for about 20 years. Um, and I think it was about six months where we didn't actually work in a ministry, but we're happier at church when we're plugged in and doing something. And it's amazing to see lives changed, amen. When you allow God to work through you, amen. All right, we're not going to go there today. So anyway, so it is Father's Day, amen. And you know, um, something neat happened back in 2003 that we'll talk about. Um, but you know, the, the word father doesn't always bring gladness or happiness or a, a, a good persona to some people's minds, right? Maybe your dad, your natural father, wasn't a good person, right? Maybe you didn't know him. Maybe he wasn't part of your life, amen? Maybe, you know, you and him just didn't get along and you never made amends with your father. So in church, when we say God the Father, amen, none of that applies, right? Our heavenly father is perfect, all-knowing, all-powerful, all-sufficient, everything that we need, amen. He's the perfect Father, amen. amen. You know, and Jesus came to do two things, right? He came to be the sacrifice payment for our sin. Ooh, amen. That we would be able to have communion with God again. And he came to reveal the Father, Think about it. All the, the parables and all the stories he told and all the different things that he mentioned, he was trying to show us his Father, who is God, Supreme One, all-knowing, all-powerful, everywhere, amen, creator of everything we know, doesn't have a beginning, doesn't have an end, amen. That's the person he's trying to get you to know. So when you read about a parable of Jesus, and you read your Bible, amen, it's Father God that jumps off those pages and saves you and heals you, amen, and sets you free. Amen. Because there's so much, amen. Oh, hallelujah. The other thing I, I have a note here, Bibles, right? How many of y'all love a Bible? Amen. Uh, if you don't, you need to keep looking until you find one that you do love. Right? You don't have to read King James. Amen. Just because grandma or grandpa did. You don't have to read the message if that's too, um, doesn't meet your satisfaction or doesn't, doesn't help you. But reading the Bible is one of the most important things that you can do, amen? So don't let your education or your ability or, or anything stand between you and getting the word of God inside of you, amen? Because we're bombarded by things 
every day, all day long, right? YouTube, videos, billboards, right? Work, school, all the different things that are pushing upon us. A lot of those don't have anything to do with God and the things of God, amen? They don't lift you up, they tear you down. They separate you from God, amen? And that's a lot of what you see going on in today's society right now. Amen. We don't stand there. Amen. <laughs> um, we don't realize that when we say, this is what I think something is. This is blue. This is the new blue. This is blue. From now on, I'm going to write a law and this is going to be blue. I'm changing things. Because I think it should be so. When I got saved, you know what was the biggest thing that was eye-opening to me? That there was somebody smarter than me, right? Wasn't my mother, wasn't my father, wasn't society that said, this is right and this is not good and wrong. There are, is a right and there is a wrong. Don't believe what people tell you until you weigh it with the word of God. Because there's not much you can find in your life that the Bible does not affect or deal with. It's in there. I like to read what I, what's called the Amplified Bible, right? And when I tell people, you know, the, the English language compared to the Greek language, the Greek language has about three times as many words. So a lot of times when you see a word, it doesn't really describe that word accordingly in the New King James or King James or NIV or whatever version you're reading from. But when you go and you read it in the Amplified, it adds emphasis to what that meaning is. And that emphasis is for our benefit. See, the Bible and God's word is kind of different, right? It, it just isn't plainly laid out at times. There's times when you have to dig, you have to look you have to hunt, and you have to, and you have to marinate on it. Don't do that. It cuts off. Amen. This microphone must have been on the 35% off sale or something. It only works 65% of the time. Amen. All right. So there was a reason why this isn't blue. The reason is a creator that created me and created you. We're not an accident. You know, you're just as likely to take a pocket watch apart, all the thousands of pieces, stick it in a bag and shake it, and that watch to assemble itself back together as you are that the Big Bang Theory actually came to pass, that we claimed out of a primordial ooze and have evolved to where we are today. That is a lie from the pit of hell, amen? There is a God, and I'm not it, and you're not it, amen? But see, that God has been trying to reveal himself since the beginning of time to us as Father, right? Not so much in the Old Testament, right? You know, I don't know how long Adam and Eve were in the garden before they messed it up. You know, it might have been three days, it may have been 30 years, you know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just glad it wasn't me that did it, right? Um, um, you know, I, I tell people laughingly a lot of time, you know, Eve, oh man, boy, she got us in a bad spot. But see, the real problem was is Adam, as man, 
as leader, as provider, wasn't operating in his function for his helpmate to say, don't do that. Because it says very plainly, he was there. He wasn't in Cleveland, right? He didn't get that bus to go somewhere else. He was right there with Eve when the serpent came in. Men, when the serpent comes in your family, stomp that thing out. Don't let it, amen, right? And what did God call Eve? And this is nothing to do with my message so far. Amen. What did God call Eve, right? Or why did, what, did, what does it talk about when um, God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus, amen, right, said, it's not good for man to be alone. We need to make him what? A helpmate. See, we've looked at marriage so wrong sometimes, right? If I tell my wife this, she's not going to let me buy that toy, Right? If I tell my wife this, she's going to be mad at me. See, no, no, no. God created you a team. And your strengths might be her weaknesses, and your weaknesses might be her strengths. How many of y'all married opposites, right? I, I married as opposite as you can go, right? Way on that spectrum. But you know, God did that for me because her strengths, amen, are my weaknesses. If we were to go into a room and I wasn't standing up here at work, I may not talk to you for three days. That's just me. I'm happy by myself. You know, let me right, get my phone out, whatever I'm doing. Now, her, she's going to know all your children and what's going on and where you work and opposites, right? We complement each other. See, I think I was married 25 years when I finally figured out, you know, if you start helping and start criticizing and trying to change her and accept those gifts that God put in there, right? You can't beat out. Ooh, you can't beat out what God puts in somebody. I tried on one of my kids. It didn't work. Amen. <laughs> All right. So God is our father. Amen. And so I've gotten way off course and All right, give me just a second. There we go, here we go. The world says we are on our own to make life work. This is as good as it gets. This is all we're ever going to be. <laughs> That's a lie, amen? Because I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And That's God the Father talking, right? That's my Father talking. We're not watched over, we're not cared for, we are hit with problem, and we have to figure it out all on ourselves. And I don't know about you ladies, but men, that'll drive us crazy, amen? Figure out something around the house that you want to fix or repair, and you've never done it before, <laughs> amen? The author of a book I read talked about soldering copper pipe, amen? And there's an art to it. You got to figure it out, right? Thank God we have YouTube now, amen? And you can figure about anything, right? You can build a rocket ship on YouTube, amen? Just don't buy all the parts at Walmart, okay? Uh, <laughs> um, but there's something within that. I can remember the first job I had in leadership and management. I was in my 20s, and I wanted the job, and I was applicable to the job, right? It was 
something that really appealed to me, and I got the job. And then I got the job, and I said, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Well, luckily, I got saved about three years before that. And I got saved in a Pentecostal church, just like y'all did. In case y'all don't know, this is a Pentecostal church. Amen. We believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. All right. We have that third person, the Trinity, in our back pocket, amen, ready to help us all the time. He resides here on the earth, amen. He comes through you, amen. So I said, I don't know what to do. And it was one of those times God taught me, amen, and brought me and showed me, amen, what to do, every situation. And still to this day, 35 years later, amen, I get up in the morning and ask God, where are we going today? What are we doing today, right? Sometimes the day pushes you, but sometimes it'll push you in a direction, and every time it seems like when you open that door and you go to that place, there's something there for you to do. Amen. Work. See, I think so often in the church in the United States, we feel, I got saved. And that's everything God's got for me. And you know, heaven is an awesome, wonderful place, and we're going to go there someday. Amen. But until we get to go there, we have a job here to do, amen? We have to occupy the territory, right? That was Adam's problem, right? God put Adam in the midst of a garden, the most beautiful place we've ever seen, amen, and told him to keep it and to tend it. He gave him the ability to do that, amen? See, God just doesn't give you a task without the ability, right? Now, sometimes you have to figure out what that ability is, it just doesn't always show up with a bow on it, right? You know, it's not always that, that, what is that sweepstakes where the guy brings you the big paper check, right? I prayed for years, I get one on paper checks, amen. Wouldn't it be so easy just to somebody give you three or four or five million dollars, right? Wouldn't I cure so many of your problems, right? It would create new ones, amen. But you know, I think I could figure those out, praise God. But you know, until he does, I'm gonna believe God to keep me and guide me and direct me, Right? He said that that passage in Psalms talks about putting candles on the tips of your sandals so you can walk. And that's the way the word of God is when you walk through life, amen. It will illuminate the path that you need to go down. It'll keep you out of the potholes, praise God. It won't let you fall, amen, praise God. We have to figure out for ourselves or just make it work. If anything's going, good's going to come our way, we're the ones that are going to have to arrange for it. Many of us called upon God as Father, but frankly, he doesn't seem to have heard. We're not sure why. Maybe we didn't do it right. Maybe he's about more important matters. Whatever the reason, our experience of this world has framed our approach to life. We believe we are fatherless. And I'm here to tell you, you're not fatherless, Amen. It doesn't matter whether your natural father's still alive or he's been gone for 20 years, amen. You're not fatherless. We have the very creator. And, ooh, amen. My dad wasn't that smart, amen. <laughs> not comparing him to God, amen, right? All that resides within God, amen. Knowing, power. What do you need? God's got it. It probably doesn't look like what you think it should look like, amen? But that's the part of him being God, is he gets to choose. See, because if we make all the decisions, right, 
He's not a very big God then, is he? See, my God's great big. Amen. He resides over everything. He's in control over everything. Our government doesn't know what they're doing. Amen, right? They really think they've got it figured out, right? See, and the other problem, and I'm not going to get to this today because we have like three weeks worth of message up there. Um, and I know y'all are glad, amen. <laughs> I cooked some really, really nice standing rib roast yesterday on my smoker. So at some point, we're leaving here today, okay? Y'all be assured, all right? But they look really good, right? The ribs came out just right, and they, I, I, oh, I got extra ends. Oh, my goodness, all right. So we are leaving here, praise God. And, you, and I don't believe you feel like we've marched through the, all the way through the desert to get to the promised land, but amen. Does anybody remember what we were talking about? <laughs> You're not fatherless, right? Um, and you have to forgive me if I break up a little bit, but when my natural father passed away 20 years ago, right? We weren't that close. He, I got saved and that kind of drove a little bit of a wedge between us. He had been saved, but had a bad experience with church. <laughs> Don't let church keep you from God. <laughs> We're just men and women trying to figure it out, right? Don't let church keep you from God. And I've always felt the Spirit telling me that in the back of my head. Jesus is who I look to. Not my pastor, not my preacher, not my board member, amen. <laughs> I look to Jesus, amen. I look to God the Father, amen. And he'll never leave me nor forsake me, amen. But when he passed away, I was in that, that remorseful state, amen. I was actually praying that God would raise his body at the morgue, amen. I wasn't gonna let my father pass and spend the rest of my life wondering if I could have raised him up to the power of God, amen. So I prayed for him to get up, and God didn't. But as I was praying for him, God said, I've always been your father. I've always been your father. See, in that moment of fatherlessness, where I thought, who am I going to call? What happens if I mess up financially? <coughs> what happens if I just need to talk to somebody? What am I going to do? When that natural man had gone, right? That semblance of what God intended to be a representation of him, right? Family is God-ordained. That, you know, takes both a man and a woman to raise children according to God's way. I understand that doesn't happen in every case. You have to pick up from where you're at, right? I'm 55 years old. I can't go back and change the past, amen? But for the last... Years I've been saved, amen. I've never, I've allowed God to reach into me and make me look like Him in my mind by reading His Word, right? By the renewing of our minds, right? See, your mind, when you become saved, whether you're four or 40, right, has things that it knows that it thinks right. And that Bible, well, it's actually a tablet over there, but there's a Bible in it, amen. Um, 
is the litmus test or the leaning post or the cornerstone or whatever, however you might want to talk about that and, and align that to you. It is that thing that we have to line ourselves up with. It's the word of God. And it tells us that Jesus made that word come alive. It's not just there laying on the page. It's alive. When you praise God this morning and you felt that run up and down your spine and you wanted to run around the building or you wanted to shout amen, amen, you know, you're not going to scare us, amen. Shout to God, amen. With the voice of triumph, amen. Maybe you don't have any triumph, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's all us, Jesus, Holy Spirit, and God trying to get us back into relationship with him, what was lost in the garden thousands of years ago. Couldn't you imagine what it was like for God to come down, right, in the afternoon? God's coming at three. We're going to take a walk. <laughs> We're going to go see what's going on over here by this tree, and he's going to be with me, right? Have you ever been in really good church service, Ben? And the anointing just flows all over you, amen? I tell people when I got saved, I was an unchurched person. I didn't know very little about the Bible. I, a few times a year, they would read a Bible story, and I didn't know the difference between that and Humpty Dumpty fell off a wall, amen? It just, it just was a fable, right? But when I come to know Christ, right, to the second church I went to, right, I, I went to a church where I was going in high school and I was at the back of the building and the Holy Spirit drew me to the altar. When I got to the altar, there was three board members there who didn't know what to do with me and just kind of stared at me. They wouldn't talk to me or tell me what to do because they didn't know who I was or what was going on. Obviously, God was dealing with me. I was crying. I'm a crier, sorry. You know, my dad, natural dad, didn't like that I did that, but my heavenly father, he's all right with it, so... Um, So the second time I got drawn to a church, it was in Quincy Assembly God over in Quincy, Florida. Amen. Female preacher. Oh, praise God. You hadn't lived till you heard Sister Jenny speak. Amen. She had a beehive on the top of her head. <clears throat> she could pray. I, I was actually worked with some of her grandchildren, and she eventually took me to be like one of her family. And she would be on the phone cooking or be, be in the kitchen cooking and somebody would call for a prayer need. And she'd pick up the phone and she'd stomp around and had one of those long cords on it. And she'd speak in tongues and yell and, oh, baby, we believe everything's going to be all right. And hang the phone back up and go back to cooking. <laughs> We've lost that today. Amen. Yeah. We've got to take the church that what we have on Sunday morning and we need to take that to work. Yeah. And we need to take that to home. Amen. And we need to take that everywhere we go because truly if this building disappeared, the church would not stop. It says we're the church. Yes. So anyway, I got saved. And for the first year, every altar call, which was every Sunday, amen, I hit that altar. We had the old-fashioned wood altars, right? I hit that altar. And I didn't know what was happening, but the Spirit of God was healing me changing me, renewing me, teaching me, helping me, loving me. Didn't matter where the people were around or if I was by myself. Me and God, we had a good time together in that altar. And that's what I want to tell you. You can make an altar anywhere. 
You can worship God anywhere on the way to school. Amen. You know, we tell people to be prayed up because you don't always have time, right, to say that. Oh, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, right? That car's coming. You better cry quicker. Huh? <laughs> Sometimes it's just, Jesus, help me. So don't let anything separate you from father. So I want to get back to your natural father. Yep, pick it up. It's ringing. It ain't God. Amen. He's on the line over here. Um, our natural father, right? Maybe you spent the last 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 5 minutes begrudgingly living from some scar that your natural father created. I don't know what it is. I don't know how I got there. I don't need to know. I'm not God. I'm not all-knowing. But you know, just like that first year I spent at that altar, God can heal and touch you. He can set you free. Amen. See, that Greek word, for salvation, sozo, is so much more than just coming to know God, amen. It talks about perfect health. It talks about restoration, amen. There's so much to that that we don't understand. And we think, well, I got saved. My name's on the roll, amen. I can vote now at the church, praise God. You know, next time we're gonna change the color carpet, I'll be there, right? No, there's something for you. There's a relationship you need to have. God gave his son, I had two daughters, amen? I didn't have any choice in the matter, right? <laughs> I loved them both. I didn't care, right? Once God, the doctor handed them to you, it's kind of like, yeah, this is mine. I love it. I don't know what it is, right? <laughs> God is that same way about us. He's our father. He doesn't hate you. Now, obviously, if you're doing things that are harmful to you and to other people and that are against his law, right? He can't bless you. But all you have to do is ask him to help you. And I don't care whether it's here, right? Salvation is instantaneous, right? When I confess my sins and I accept Jesus Christ into my heart, I am saved, praise God. I'm going to heaven. But you know, this natural mind, amen, I've got to retrain it. I've got to teach it. I've got to get it under subjection, right, to the word of God. And if you don't know the word of God, what are you getting it under subjection to? Amen. The Reader's Digest, right? Oprah, amen, right? Feel help, do better, good stuff, right? That's not God. God will set you free, praise God. All right. Where do we go from here? We've got plenty of time left. All right, so to get us to know God better, let me grab all those pages. To get us to know God better, right? The way it happened in the Old Testament a lot of times was by his names, right? Because his names described an attribute of him. Attribute is, you know, something he can manifest or do or something that's part of him. So, I wanted to read some of those this morning, right? The first one on my list here, and there's, you know, I have a list that has 100, so we won't go over that one, but the 30 Jewish names or Hebrew names of God, amen, they all make me want to shout a little bit. Elohim, the God, the creator. Mm -hmm. hmm. 
Don't you need to know him, right? It's better than AAA, amen? You got a flat tire, he might get you a whole new car, amen, right? You know, you got to start thinking about it in that way. And not that we're following God for the manna, amen, but we need to get fed, praise God. And if God wants to give me a new car, you know, so be it, amen, as long as he keeps the payments, praise God. Yahuwah, I am, right? Can't you see Moses out in the desert, right? His bushes on fire. He's kind of like, what is that? That thing, it's not being consumed. How come it's on fire? And he finally, after a while, goes over. And God says, hey, this is what I got for you to do. Hmm. Oh, who, who am I going to say sent me? I am. You what? I am. You what? I am. See, what he was saying was, in that language, is whatever you need me to be, I am. Isn't that better than the God that you served before you know Christ, right? He just was a was, or it, right? I am is the God we serve now. Self-existent one. And for, for you Hebrew scholars, I am going to murder these names, okay? <clears throat> I was born in California, and I've been in the South ever since. So um, my grammar and my pronunciation of these words is not perfect. But El Roi, the God who sees me. That works both ways, right? <laughs> see, only if you're doing things you don't want God to see, right? Don't ever think God can't see. He's always there. That's a good thing, amen, because a lot of times he's orchestrating stuff you know nothing about to keep you safe. The El Shaddai, the El Sufficient One, God Almighty, amen. Ooh, let me write a song about that, huh? El Shaddai, amen. Elohim, the Everlasting God, or the Eternal God, he's not going to run out, right? God's not going to live 300 years, right? He's not on his last leg. He's not some old, decrepit man in heaven barely making it. Adonai, the Lord and Master. Yahweh Rapha, the Lord who heals. Ooh, I've needed that. Amen. You know, I, I told God on Monday when I came down with a fever <laughs> and sinuses were draining and I couldn't talk. I said, God, all right, you're on, brother. <laughs> If you're going to get me to say anything on Sunday morning, it's up to you. Amen. I'll, you tell me what to do, and we'll do it. So we drank some tea, and we did some other things, and some people greased me up here and prayed for me. Praise God. Oh. And I, there was never, when I cracked this door of this building, I said, I'm not ever going to have a voice left to get up to speak. But maybe God gave me something to say. He heals. Amen. No matter what your situation or circumstance or no matter what you've seen or experienced, I still believe he heals. Yahweh Nisi, the Lord is my banner. They're like, what a, a banner? Yeah, it, it, uh, a, a standard, a quality. It was talking about a pole, amen, where people would assemble for God. Hmm. El Kanai, a consuming fire, a jealous God. 
Yahweh Shalom, the Lord is peace. Oh my goodness, I can't tell you how much that 19-year-old boy needed that God of peace. I had a good life, but there was turmoil on the inside. I couldn't tell you why. Things were good, amen? I had no reason to be tore up. But for some reason, I just thought, wow, this is terrible. What am I doing? What's going on? And then I found Jesus, amen. Then I found Father God, amen. And I walked in his peace, and I put on his peace, amen. It's not just a state, right? It's not like, right, I've got $5, I'm happy, amen. No, I have peace. It's something on the inside that you can't take. Sometimes you can't see it either, but amen. But there's peace on the inside, amen. And if you stand upon that, right, faith cometh by hearing. Sometimes you have to fight for your promises of God. Fight those natural situations. Oh, boy. Kodesh Yashiro, Holy One of Israel. Yahweh Tussor, the Lord is my rock. Amen. Let's write another song. Praise God. Yahweh Roi, the Lord is my shepherd. El Elong, God most high. Yahweh Shamath, the Lord is there. Wow. Mekwi Yisrael, the hope of Israel. Megan, Megan, the Lord is my shield. Megadol owes my strong tower at key, the ancient of days, the king of kings, the Lord is my strength, the potter, the patter or father, Yahweh Hasid, God of forgiveness, the Lord of righteousness, Hosea uh, Emmanuel, God with us. Alpha K Omega, the Alpha and the Omega. All right, and that's 30 of 100 descriptions of God. Isn't there something in there that you need? So the way you acquire that, right, is you ask God for it. It's a really tough thing, right? I'm not going to tell you you have to memorize 65 books of the Bible, right? You don't have to do that. Now, reading the Word of God is so beneficial to your life, right? Because there's instructions in there on how we should live, right? You don't need two wives. I don't care what society tells you, amen. One, one at a time is enough, amen, for any man. She doesn't need two husbands, right? Because I'm not that nice a person. Y'all might be seeing me from behind bars next week, but you know prison <laughs> ministry is a wonderful place to be, right? I'm not sharing what God gave me. Amen. Y'all go get your own. Amen. Amen. See, there's, there's three things we don't deal with a whole bunch in regular Sunday service. Inner healing, deliverance, and I, those things that really have a bind on people's lives. But see, you don't really need for me to pray for you. What you need is to get alone with the Holy Spirit and let him work on you. Amen? I have prayed inner healing to myself. And not because I didn't want to tell anybody else. But you know, you got to learn these things somehow, right? right? And that's not brain surgery. I'm not going to 
you know, do brain surgery on myself, but I will allow the Spirit of God to work through me. Amen. And let me show you all a secret, right? When you're in praise, right, and you, it's a really good service and God's moving, here's what you do, right? You go, praise God. Maybe I'll, everybody should try it. Ready? Praise God. All right? See, see my father-in-law used to say that gives God a bigger target for, the, you to hit, for him to hit, right? You might get some of the blessing of the person next to you, right? If you do it big enough, praise God. I got a little of yours. I got a little of yours. And I got mine, right? Go home and look up on YouTube what it looks like for a Jewish family to worship God. And you shouldn't come back next week quite so stiff. Amen. Because they worship God. Amen. And they miss Jesus, right? They miss the Messiah, right? They're still looking for him, right? But they're worshiping them some God, amen. The God, amen, right? You know, I've always told the flag people, we're cool with the flags, but the first plane that lands in the sanctuary, we're done, right? As <laughs> long as it's the Holy Spirit, we're ushering in. You know, there's, there's a couple other words that describe God. One of them is cabal, and it describes his presence. And it's a weightiness of the anointing that comes into a place. And I've seen it creep in a back door and fill a building and rest on a people. And I've seen it change their lives, amen. It's awesome to be. I long to be in those services. We're going to have one here real shortly, amen. Right? You see, I've always felt like church is like, how many of y'all had a little red wagon when you were a kid, right? And you, there was a hill, right? It was a lot of work to push that thing up the hill, right? Maybe you got a friend to help you. But you look over to Billy and say, hey, Billy, help me push this wagon up the hill. And Billy says, why am I going to do that? Because I'll let you ride down the other side. Y'all come to church and you help us push this service in God's direction to what he wants to do, Amen. And we'll all get to ride that wagon down the other side. We've already talked about it. We don't serve a little bitty God. He's all-knowing, all-powerful. Everything that we need is within his grasp. Let's let God be God, amen. Let's worship him, right? When Tom starts, amen. Oh, I can remember one of the best services I was ever at was a men's service. There were 300 guys there. And this poor guy walked out onto the stage, amen. He was just going to get something off the platform. And everybody stood up and went praising God. <laughs> and he's kind of like, I'm just kidding, main pin, you know. It was awesome. Come expecting. You bring it within you, right? <laughs> If not, come down here and get some at the end of the service, right? We're giving out free samples. Praise God. I guarantee you won't return it. Hmm. My first preacher used to say, a change without a change and a change. If you ain't blowing snot and you ain't crying, right? I'm not too awful sure maybe you got changed. Amen. It's, it's an emotional thing that changes, right? It's a knowing in my head, right? Because we're a complicated being, right? We're like that egg. We're like the Holy Spirit. There's multiple parts of us. It's all got to get saved. It's all got to get renewed. So, Father, amen. We're going to pray right now. I don't want everyone to pray with me. 
that God would set free and break down any walls, any barriers that you might have to the knowledge of a father. Because we have a good father. Father was created for a great reason, amen. Don't let anything separate you from God the Father, amen. So let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and we praise you right now, hallelujah. We know that your spirit is here upon the earth, God, and that you're setting people free, hallelujah, God. We ask right now, God, that you look into our hearts, that you look into our souls, God, that you set us free, Lord, from all the hurt, from all the damage, Lord, from everything that our natural father that separates us from you, God, hallelujah. We ask right now, Lord, hallelujah, for peace, God. We ask right now, God, for healing, God, hallelujah. We ask right now, God, that you would show up, that you would direct our lives, that you would set us free, God, hallelujah. And we thank you and we praise you for it, God, for we believe it to be so, amen, that we're not going to leave here like we came, hallelujah, God, but that you're going to set us free, hallelujah, that within you resides everything that we need, God, hallelujah. We draw from you, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That that we need, God, to renew ourselves, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Woo. I feel better. Amen. I preach myself happy. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is here to make you free. Amen. Oh. Someday I'll come back maybe and actually preach the message we put together. Amen. There's some good stuff in there. But I want you to know you have a Father in heaven that loves you and cares for you and is out for your betterment. Amen. Don't separate yourself from that Father. I was going to read the parable of the prodigal son. Right? Amen. Go home and read Luke 15. Amen. See, we always call that story the story of the prodigal son. That's not right. It's the story of a good father. When that younger son said, hey, I need some cash. I'm going to Vegas. We're going to play some craps and have us a good time. And he left. It says that father every day looked to that gate, looking for that son. God the Father's looking for you. Amen. He wants you to come back into the fold. He wants you to come back into the family. Praise God. Every day, amen, he was looking for that son. And it says that when he came back, that he gave him a lecture on what he should have done with his finances and the ills of poker and gambling and alcohol. Isn't that what it says? No, it says he restored him. He put on the best robe. He put on the signet ring and brought him back into his family. But see, there's a one part we miss, right? Before that, when the younger son was at the hog pen, what did he say? He said, I've got to repent of what I've done. I've sinned against my father. I've sinned against God. And he had made up his mind that no matter what state his father restored him to, he was going to be happy with it. See, and I believe God restores us back to full sonship. Amen. He doesn't make us a servant. Amen. He did his part. See, there's a power within repentance. Until we confess that that we know to be sin, 
God can't really help us with it. Amen. Because we're still holding on to it. Read up and look what metanoia means. Amen. That definition of that, another one of those Greek words. Amen. That God's kind of hiding from us. It's much more than just turning from our ways. Amen. There's a spiritual freeing that when I repent of something, that God gives me a power to resist it. A power for it to cleanse and leave my body. Amen. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a pack of cigarettes left at the altar. Somebody couldn't get free from something. I'm not saying smoking cigarettes will send you to hell. Amen. But if you want to be free from something, God can set you free. Amen. Oh, Father, hallelujah. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, that you are Father. Hallelujah. That you're more than Patra, God, nor that you're Abba. Hallelujah. That you're Daddy, God. Hallelujah. That you want us to have an intimate relationship with you, God. That you want us to know you, God. Hallelujah. That you want us to crawl up in your lap and just talk about the day, God. Hallelujah. That you're going to set us free, Lord. That your providence, that your protection, Lord, gives us the strength that we need, God. Hallelujah. To live today. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. All right. Thank you for coming. Thank you for participating. We may have to get a bigger wagon, right? It's all right. You guys come in here and worship and praise God. God will take care of the rest. Amen. Oh, Father God, hallelujah. All right. Oh, I do have one more bit of business. We bought challenge coins for all the men. The ushers will have them at the back door. Right? As I looked online and tried to figure out what to get and what to do, I got one that has the Ten Commandments on it. I know that's a little old school for some of y'all, right? But you know, we didn't cancel those, right? They didn't go out of date. They didn't expire, right? The, the USDA didn't say we can't read them no more, right? Every one of them still works. And see, that's the part of society we're losing right now is that the Christians, amen, have fallen asleep. And we're only Christians on Sunday morning from 1130 to 12, right? We got to be Christians everywhere. So a challenge coin is something you wear, put on your person. And as you go throughout your day and you feel that thing in your pocket that you remember that I'm a child of God. Yes. I can't do those things. I can't say those things. I can't participate in that joke. I got to stand up for that person. You let the word of God change you and create who he intended you to be. So this is just a little part that we wanted to give to y'all, right? I'm in the South. We can say y'all. Amen. So just something to carry with you. And men, remember that you are men, that you're not mice. Amen. Amen. All right. I'm done. Praise God. Thank you for coming. Turn around. What? What? We forget something? Okay. Sorry. She was giving me that look. <laughs> like, hey, stupid. You went too far. All right. The coins at the back door. Praise you. Thank you guys for coming. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Father's Day. Praise God. made it to the end of the message and now what is god leading you to make a change are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of christ then we invite you to join us at all nations church on sharer road in tallahassee 
a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.